0: Welcome to Intersect, Where Church Meets Culture. I'm Josh Desch, pastor of community and discipleship at Northeast Presbyterian Church in Columbia, South Carolina, and I am joined, as always, by my lovely and contemplative wife, Betsy. How are you today, Bets?
1: Good. Happy to be here.
0: All right. Well, I'm excited today. Provocative and, we hope, thoughtful topic for you today, online shopping and the cost of discipleship.
1: It's gonna be a good one.
0: It's gonna be a good one. So, Bets, let me go ahead and set the table here. Give you some stats on where we stand as a country in terms of how much money we spend online. A little bit about um, Amazon and so forth, traffic. So, let, let me start out with this: Consumers spent four hundred fifty-three billion on the web for retail purchases in the year twenty seventeen.
1: Wow.
0: Yeah, that was and that was a sixteen percent increase uh, compared to twenty sixteen.
1: Wow. That's like a meteoric rise.
0: It's a huge rise, and if you look back at the previous years, you're, you often see a double-digit percentage-wise increase in online spending. It's just it's going straight up. Uh, to, to focus on Amazon for a second, uh, internet retailers estimate that the total value of transactions from U.S. consumers on Amazon reached 189 billion last year. Wow! So clearly so much of the online uh, spending is coming through Amazon. All right, Betsy, this is based on online retailers that have the highest traffic. Okay. So here we go. Number 4 is etsy.com, wow. average monthly traffic of 120.4 million.
1: Holy cow. Yep, that's I would not have thought that.
0: That's 3, 4, 3.5% of the traffic share. Number 3, walmart.com, average monthly traffic 339 million. That is a traffic share of 9.8%. Wow.
1: Number
0: two, eBay.com. eBay's still around. eBay still around.
1: EBay's still and around. the
0: average monthly traffic is 817.6 million. That's a traffic share of 23.7%. Hmm. And finally, surprise, surprise, number one, Amazon.com. The behemoth. Average monthly traffic traffic 1.87 billion. That's a traffic share of 54.1%.
1: That is a lot of visitors. Oops. I know. If
0: you'd like to see this article, it's pretty interesting. It's from businessinsider.com and we will link to it in the show notes. That's crazy. So that that's amazing, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it shows you how much we use Amazon in particular. They've got over 50% of the online shopping. And listen to this. Any guesses, bets, on how many total Amazon Prime members that we have right now?
1: Um, would this be worldwide? This Are they be, Amazon Prime around the world? This would be
0: more than 100, but less than a trillion. So, <laughs> <laughs> so go ahead and make a guess. It's
1: such a narrow range. Um, yeah, I would guess maybe like...
0: It is worldwide.
1: Um, 50 million?
0: Well, I'll tell you this. On April 19th of 2018... This year Amazon founder Jeff Bezos revealed that Amazon Prime has more than 100 million subscribers worldwide. Wow. There had been lots of speculation about that
1: That's and he nuts. finally
0: revealed that I was trying to figure out how many of those are from the US and my research um, indicates that most of those maybe something like 90 million are are Americans wow but amazon prime continues to grow i think it's 12.99 a month right now to be an amazon prime member
1: yeah that sounds right
0: and of course you get that that 2-day delivery yeah right? right just you never pay for delivery and it's basically there you know Snap your fingers and you basically got it. Yeah. So, Bets, um, online shopping—it's here. It's not going anywhere. It's convenient. What say you about um, online shopping and and how it's changed? And maybe we could start with this. Do you remember how you first got into online shopping? What were you buying back in the day?
1: I really think that my first experience with online shopping was in college. Okay. That makes me sound old, I guess. But. Um, me I th- too. I think it was probably buying textbooks online mm-hmm. because it was cheaper than buying them at the college bookstore. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, a yeah. lot cheaper. Especially when your professor's textbook cost $120.
1: Yeah. And there's only like 10 copies yeah, in the Yeah, there's 10 world. copies. Yep. yep. <laughs> I, I I think college bookstores everywhere, I mean, maybe those are going extinct because everyone buys them online now.
0: I remember I had the same experience. I remember getting, you know, you'd buy a textbook used because right. why not? Right. I also remember, I have an early memory of buying an iPod on eBay. Oh, And wow. it was my first, I mean, I I think basically this was when I upgraded from like a Walkman. Yeah. So I yeah. went with an iPod. It was a pretty cool experience.
1: It's kind of crazy if you think about Amazon, because it seems like, I mean, I'm a bit of an Amazon, I'm kind of suspicious of Amazon, because mm. it seems like they're trying to take over the world. Because, mm. you know, you start with books. Okay. And then you add all kinds of household goods, Okay. okay. Then you are into, have you, have you heard of these dash buttons?
0: Mm-mm. What's a dash button?
1: Okay, so as, as far as I understand it, it's these buttons you can order from Amazon. They're actually physical things, and they have Wi-Fi connectivity. So let's say you want a dash button for your detergent. You order this button from Amazon, and you stick it. You literally stick it onto your washing machine, and you push it when you need more detergent, like okay. as your detergent starts okay. getting low, and that puts an order into Amazon. That blows oh, my mind. wow. Um,
0: wow. So, I think it's kind of cool, but anyway. <laughs> yeah.
1: So there's a dash button. And then like now they do Amazon Prime Video, so they yeah. are producing entertainment. And then-
0: You're suspicious. They,
1: I'm suspicious. They took over Whole Foods, yeah. so now they're doing- I'm, groceries. I'm
0: less suspicious. I mean, then what? there's rocket travel.
1: I mean, Jeff Bezos is doing yeah. that blue, what is it, blue So moon so's Elon
0: Musk. Everybody's trying to, yeah, they're all but trying to go to space. now
1: he's like trying to take over new planets, so yeah. I don't know. Well, first I'm come, suspicious. first serve.
0: I mean, that's, <laughs> <laughs> what about Alexa? That's cool.
1: Oh, yeah, Alexa. Yep. That's and another And doesn't thing. she
0: answer if you call her Odessa, too? Yeah,
1: there's a great <laughs> SNL skit. We really, we'll Best link this. Best SNL in, skit ever. We'll link it in the show notes. Yes. It's how um, elderly people interact with the Alexa device. It is so funny. Oh, if you haven't seen it, go to it our website and we'll link it. In the show notes,
0: comedic genius. Yeah. Yes, yes.
1: So anyway, all that to say, Amazon is. there's so many things that are super sure. convenient about online shopping. Um, you know, you it's right from your house. It's very convenient. You don't have to run around to a bunch of different stores to get what you want.
0: Yeah, and you can also you can price compare. Yes, online shopping. Read reviews, which uh, in the past twenty years ago, even if you saw something for sale, you didn't really know for sure whether you know that was a good price for the item. But now you can go. You can check ten different. Sl- websites, you know? Yeah. So. And
1: our, our oldest child is now 11. I remember when we registered for his baby gear, you know, as a new parent, you think you need everything under mm-hmm. the sun. And that was really, I mean, Amazon was definitely around then, but we didn't do an Amazon registry. I also think we didn't read any reviews. <laughs> Hence we, I don't think we own any of those do products anymore.
0: <laughs> it all fell
1: apart. Yeah. Like they were all horrible. <laughs> So now, you know, you research things to death, which um, is good and bad. Yeah. Um, But anyway, there's some great things about it. You can
0: order things on your couch in your jammies. Right. That's kind of cool. It is cool. Okay. Yeah. All right. So online shopping. It's here to stay. It has dramatically changed our lives. The latest thing is I was just at Kroger today and I saw that Kroger now has their own service where they bring the grocery, you know, you park in the front, they bring groceries out. Right. So, so much has, I mean, wow, this is this has changed our lives. And I want to go ahead and say this, what we're going to say on this podcast really does apply to all forms of shopping. Mm-hmm. But uh, online shopping, I think, is an interesting subset of all kinds of shopping because it, it's really changed our lives. And here's here's what I want to uh, put on the table, Bets. We as human beings all struggle to control our desires, right? Mm-hmm. And, and let's we could even say this. We could even say we could break our de- desires up into three categories. All right. There are, there are good desires, which we should give into whenever we want, like the desire to be nice to someone. That's never bad. Right. <laughs> be nice. Um, then there are other desires that are good in certain contexts and to certain degrees, like the desire to eat is a good thing. And food should be enjoyed. Mm -hmm. But if you eat nonstop, if you eat bad foods, uh, that's not a good thing. Mm -hmm. And then finally, there are desires which are just all evil, right? The desire to punch someone in the face or something like that.
1: Yes, (laughs) always bad.
0: Which, you know, yeah, if you're a parent, you understand that sometimes your kids when they're fighting with their siblings, you're like, man, stop giving in to your bad desires. (laughs) (laughs) But um, hey, that's part of growing up with siblings, brothers and sisters and all that. So you have these three categories of desires and what's interesting is how online shopping, ha, ha, the uh, congruence here, how, how, how it affects our desires. And I think as we shop online, we should ask ourselves these three questions. And Bets, you may have more, yeah. but I've got at least three questions I want to ask when we shop online. Go First of it. all, do I really need this? Mm. Do I really need this? It looks cool. It looks nice.
1: I don't have something exactly like That's it. That's
0: right. I've got that shirt in midnight blue, but not navy blue. <laughs>
1: this, I, do feel the, um, I do feel this tension. I, I'm, I'm a fitness instructor, um, as we've said before, and I literally have the exact same pair of shorts, I think in nine mm-hmm, colors. hmm and they keep coming out with these new colors, new colors. that I just love. Yep. And I'm like, I yep. would wear it. When do I need it? it when
0: mm. will it stop, Petsy?
1: I don't know. It's hard. <laughs> the good
0: thing for you, though, is that's basically like a uniform.
1: Yes. Because and, you wear them. And a lot. I do wear them every day, but yep. we also do have a washing machine. So we do. I, I don't technically need more.
0: We do. Well, hey, the struggle is real. Yes. Hashtag. Um, do I really need this? That's a great question. I mean, obviously, that's a question that we should ask ourselves anytime. I mean, they, they say, don't go to the grocery store when you're hungry, right? Because Mm -hmm. you're going to see stuff and you're just going to put it in the cart. But of course the challenge with online is it's always there. I mean, you just always, all you have to do is literally hit the refresh button on your phone and boom, you could, you could be shopping. Yeah.
1: And it takes so much um, discipline, I think, to stop yourself from just making the purchase when you want it to say, do I really need this? Yeah. Because then you can't just follow through on the impulse right away. If you're going to say, do I really need this? You have to stop and think about it.
0: Yeah. And if you if you order it, you get that excitement of, hey, it's coming in two days. Right. And you're checking the front for the package. Okay, here's here's my second one. Am I buying this out of boredom? Hmm. I think this is more real than we, many of us, myself included, would care to admit. But there are times where... Um, we just may be scrolling through. We may be just and, – and we can almost talk ourselves into buying stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. That's true.
0: Again, so much of it is it's just so easy, and especially in this day and age where uh, we we don't like quiet, and, and we're constantly – everybody's seen this. If you're in a meeting, if you're waiting in the traffic light, what's everybody doing? Boom, the phone's out. You're mm-hmm. looking at your phone.
1: You're so, really not supposed to be doing that at the You shouldn't light. be. No, I know. I mean, I don't know what the we, – we now live in South Carolina. We moved from New Jersey, and in New Jersey, touching the phone at any time was a ticketable offense. Yeah, they gave you a ticket. Not just t- holding it to your ear and talking, I which I think it, is good.
0: Yeah, I think it's supposed to be hands-free. In most, in most states. Yeah. But the point is, I mean, if we, we, you know, people aren't like whistling with the birds or just looking around and, you know, we are, we're probably on our phones, mm-hmm. all of us, myself included. So it's, it's really easy to just yes. be like, oh, boom, Amazon just popped up. And you know what's crazy? How well our devices know us?
1: Yeah, so true. You
0: know, you do you know
1: those shorts? The shorts that I was just talking about? Those follow me onto all the different websites. Do.
0: Of course they do. As soon <laughs> it's enough, like a siren call. It's going to be a voice buy soon. Buy me, buy Bet- me, Betsy. You don't have this color. <laughs> just click on me right here. I'll be at your house in two days. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they. The, it's crazy how well the algorithms know us all. Yes, and that's only going to get better. Mm-hmm. Um, Okay, so am I buying this out of boredom? Here's my third one. I think this is probably the most important one. On a bigger level, is my consumption trying to fill a hole in my life that only Jesus can fill? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: All right. Now, we joke about this. There's, you know, if you've ever heard of retail therapy right? I mean, absolutely. somebody's, you know, you're kind of having a hard day, man, I should just buy something.
1: Yeah. I should just go shop.
0: I should just go shop. That's going to make me feel better.
1: (laughs) And it does in some sense for a little bit. Oh yeah. Yeah. It
0: feels great. You, you, uh, you buy that shiny, nice new item. You skip out of the store with the bag. I mean, yeah, you get that, you get that little high Mm -hmm. from, from shopping. But the question is, uh, especially living in a country where we're so blessed, and many of us have some disposable income that we can spend on, on stuff we don't absolutely have to have. It's so easy to try to fill a hole mm-hmm. um, with shopping. Mm-hmm. Now, I was thinking about a movie. Betsy, have you seen the movie The Family Man starring Nicolas Cage and Tia Leone?
1: I have. I think it's been several years. So okay. I honestly, I don't remember a whole lot about okay.
0: it. Okay. Came out in 2000. Very interesting movie. Uh, for all you Nick Cage fans out there, You know, check this one out if you haven't seen it yet. But let me quickly give the premise of the movie and then describe a scene from the movie. So Nicolas Cage plays Jack Campbell, this single, high-flying Wall Street executive. He's living in a penthouse in New York City. He drives a Ferrari. He's worth millions. He's got everything going on. And basically... Uh, Without going into too much detail, he meets his guardian angel. His guardian angel basically says, I'm going to show you what your life would be like if you had made different choices when you were younger, like when you were in your early 20s and you were dating this lady that you thought you'd marry, but you ended up breaking up with her to pursue your career. Hmm. So he sees his guardian angel. He goes to sleep that night, and he wakes up, and the next morning, he's living that life that he could have lived mm. if he had not chased after the career in finance and finance and all that. And if he had just kind of settled into a normal suburban life with wife and kids. So so here he is, he's living in this sort of other path he could have taken, but he still has the memory of his life as this high-flying New York guy. And there's a scene in the movie where he's with Tia Leone, his wife. They're in the mall. They're doing some Christmas shopping. They're with their daughter, and they walk by this high-end men's clothing store. Mm. And Nicolas Cage is like, oh, I'm just going to go in there for a second. He goes in there. He looks at this suit, and the guy's like, hey, you should try that suit on. It looks really good on you. So he tries this suit on, and this is what he says. And And his wife is standing there, and he says, it's an unbelievable thing, but wearing this suit makes me feel like a better man. Mm. And you can just see as he's like, man, this thing is filling up something inside of me. And his wife is like, oh, you look great in it. And she looks at the tag on the sleeve, and it says it costs $2,400. Mm. <laughs> and she's like, we can't afford this, you know? And uh, the point is, it, this movie does such a great job of just capturing um, the hole that so many people feel. But but it's not an anti-family movie. It's In many ways, it's showing that... Um, the life of just money and fame and so forth will not actually fill you up. Hmm. We're going to link to that scene on the show notes for this episode. It's like a three-minute scene that you can watch on YouTube. Hmm. But are we trying to fill a hole that only Jesus can fill through shopping? Bets, any other comments from you?
1: Yeah, I think that's a real struggle for a lot of us, that we we think that our desires are leading us down this road and that road, but really, our desire is ultimately um, to be filled up with the Lord.
0: Yeah, and we can just kind of instinctively buy stuff. Yes. So um, the, the German theologian um, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, who of course was killed in a Nazi prison camp, he wrote a book called The Cost of Discipleship, and that is based off Luke 9, 23, which said, where, where Jesus said, whoever wants to be my disciple... Must deny him themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me, mm-hmm. and uh, you know we, we we hope you feel a little bit of the tension in this title online shopping and the cost of discipleship because as Christians we should be uh, paying the cost as it were mm-hmm. to following Jesus. Of course, what you gain as a Christian is so much greater than than the cost, but there should be a cost.
1: Yes. Yeah, so I think sometimes Christians in um, the Western world wonder how exactly we're supposed to take up our cross because we're not being tortured or killed or, you know, we can go to church freely, we can read the Bible, we have access to so many um, resources, uh, especially compared to other parts of the world, we just have so much freedom here, so... Sometimes it's hard to even know what the cost of discipleship looks like in sure. our lives.
0: Sure, sure. I know I've struggled with that. Would you say you've struggled that? Yes. To know like, hey, Lord, what cost am I supposed to be paying? Definitely. So let me read a, a quick excerpt from a book. Okay. Uh, the name of the book is Rooted. It's on the Apostles' Creed. We'll also put the link on the show notes. Of course, we'll help you link to Amazon so you can buy it online. <laughs> but this paragraph, we don't normally do this on the podcast, but this is worth listening to. Listen to this uh, paragraph from this book, Rooted. This is what the authors say. Even in the United States, identifying with Christ will cost you. It will cost you money as you give generously to bless other people, or pass over a higher-paying job so you can stay in the community where your church worships. It might cost you a promotion as you refuse to step over other people to climb the ladder, or refuse to put in 80 hours in the office so that you can instead spend more time with your family and friends or serving your neighbors. It's going to cost you heartache as you involve yourself in the messiness of other people's lives and share their burdens. It will cost you time as you open your house to show hospitality to your neighbors. It might cost you a boyfriend or girlfriend who you know is not helping you follow Christ. It might cost you some security as you choose to move toward pain, perhaps by moving into a hurting neighborhood in your city. Isn't that a great, end quote, isn't that a great paragraph on, on what the cost might look like, But It is, it really is. Yeah. So folks, um, the point is, following Jesus um, is going to have a cost. And let me let me end, as we come to a close here, let me make some suggestions on how you think about online spending and how you think about what costs God might be calling you to make. Here's Here's my first suggestion. All right, first of all, Go back through your order history on Amazon, at least if Amazon's your primary place. It may be Walmart. could be somewhere else. For us, it's definitely Amazon, right, Bets?
1: Well, uh, it could be the Shorts website for some B- yeah, of us. Yeah, okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if for most of us, it's Amazon. Go through your order history on Amazon. See how many of those items you would not buy again. Hmm. And it's not necessarily that we buy a lot of junk, but if, if you didn't have that item and you could go back through and make the decision again, would you still buy it? Hmm. I Good did question. this exercise- it was moderately painful. <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> all right, here's another one. Take an online spending fast. Can you go 30 days without buying anything online? And if you need something, you know what you have to do on an online spending fast? You have to get in your car and go get it because wow. <laughs> you can't order it online. So all the stuff that you buy online that you say, oh, I have to have that, order it and then do the 30-day uh, fast and see how you feel when the 30-day online spending fast is done you may discover that uh, some things about your online spending habits that you wouldn't have discovered otherwise. And, Beth, here's my final thing to say. Let's all grow in the in the grace of giving. Hmm. Giving of our money, our time, our talents is the best antidote to consuming. Okay, remember, Jesus never said money is the root of all evil. He said the love of money is the root of all evil. So let's remember that as we all enjoy the blessings of online shopping and as we all try to bear the cost of discipleship. Bets, what have you been reading?
1: Well, I'm reading a new book. I started um, last week. It's called Love Thy Body, Answering Hard Questions About Life and Sexuality. It's written by Nancy Piercy. Mm-hmm. She is um, a prominent evangelical thinker. She actually spoke at my college graduation from Covenant College. Do you remember that? I do, yes. Yeah. Um, I have to say... I wasn't super interested in her speech on that weekend. I'm sorry, Nancy. What? Um, but now I love her books. So um, I guess I've changed in the you know years since I graduated college. But anyway, it's kind of about the secular view of the body, and I'm sure we'll speak more about it on the podcast, but it's really a good book. Um, so that's all we've got today, guys. If you will subscribe, rate and review on iTunes or Google Play, that would be fantastic. Also... We talked about our show notes. You can find those on our website, www.neprez.com slash podcasts. Send us an email at intersect at anyprez.com. And uh, see you next time, guys. Thanks
0: for listening.